from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. On this episode of Newt's World... I would not look to the U.S. Constitution if I were drafting a constitution. I might look at the Constitution of South Africa. That was a, a deliberate attempt to have a fundamental instrument of government that embraced basic human rights, had an independent judiciary. It's, it, it really is, I think, a, a great piece of work that was done. Any one of us who knew her, who loved her, who respected her, and that includes almost anybody uh, who had an appreciation for greatness, uh, mourn her loss, but would want us to move forward. If Mitch McConnell is not going to honor RBG's final wish, we will. Our nation has mourned the loss of a true American legend. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a legal giant and a pioneer for women. Today, it is my honor to nominate one of our nation's most brilliant and gifted legal minds to the Supreme Court. She is a woman of unparalleled achievement, towering intellect, sterling credentials, and unyielding loyalty to the Constitution, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home, so you may notice a difference in audio quality. I'm going to be talking about the nature of the Supreme Court and the scale of the decision we are going to make as Americans this November. And I'm going to do this as the first of a series called Trump's America, where we're going to look at key issues that illustrate how starkly divided Americans are as they go to vote this fall. The Supreme Court is a particularly interesting one 
because it has evolved in a way I personally would not have expected. The fact is that with the passing away of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the world changed, as seen by both liberals and conservatives. The court has been consistently liberal, starting in the late 1930s with the weight of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And for the last almost 90 years, the court has evolved towards judges who reinterpret the Constitution to fit whatever their social beliefs are that year. And conservatives have complained about it and complained about it, and liberals have defended it. And gradually, slowly, the court has begun to move back towards the right. The decision not to fill Scalia's seat when Justice Scalia died while Obama was president was a very key decision. President Obama nominated somebody, and he was stopped by the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, on the very simple grounds that historically, while presidents can always nominate and should, that in fact, the Senate, if it's not in the same party, has every right to refuse to take it up. This actually goes back to about 1800, and there have been, I think, 29 cases where presidents have, in an election year, filled the vacancy of a justice. What happened there was that the liberal who had been nominated by Obama, Merrick Garland, was blocked because the Republicans controlled the Senate. And in situations historically, the precedent for America is if the president's from one party and the Senate's controlled by the other party, they very seldom accept a nominee from the president in an election year. On the other hand, if the president and the Senate are the same party, they almost always accept the nominee. And that was the real precedent. So with the replacement of Scalia by another conservative, and then the nomination of Justice Kavanaugh, which was probably the most bitter process of clearing a judge in the U.S. Senate ever. You'd have to go back to Robert Bork, who was viciously attacked when he was nominated by President Ronald Reagan. Bork was attacked so personally that the term to Bork was actually accepted by the Oxford Dictionary as a legitimate term from American politics, a colloquialism meaning to be smeared. And then Clarence Thomas, who was also a conservative, was similarly assaulted and was really at one point himself in a very powerful emotional speech, said to the Senate Judiciary Committee, chaired by Joseph Biden, that it was the equivalent of a television age lynching. And as a black guy, he understood exactly what they were doing to him. I recommend you sometime go and either watch the video or read Justice Thomas's very powerful statement. So conservatives have often had a hard time, but Kavanaugh's was the most ruthless, the most dishonest that we had seen up till now. And yet he got through, not by a big margin, but he got through. So now the court had a nominal five to four conservative majority. But the truth was that the chief justice is not totally reliable. In fact, I have no idea how the chief justice will vote on any particular day and what will motivate him. So it wasn't a very stable majority. And there were a fair number of five to four liberal decisions, despite the fact that in principle, we had control. Justice Ginsburg is an icon. Long before she was a judge, she was a tremendous advocate for women's rights, won a series of major cases. 
and then served on the court for a very long time, and I think was generally regarded as a historic figure in her own right. There have been at least two movies made about her. And when she passed away, I think liberals were suddenly hit by a double effect. First, they had lost somebody who they truly revered and who they really saw as a defender of liberalism on the court. And second, with the vacancy while Donald Trump was president, that meant that she would be replaced by somebody who would be very, very different. And I think that's fair to say that the president's nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, actually is dramatically more conservative than Justice Ginsburg, but also very studious, a Notre Dame law professor, very widely accepted as an appeals court judge. And so a legitimate alternative Hi, this is Newt. I want to invite you to sign up for a yearly subscription to my Inner Circle Membership Club. We're in a critical time in our history, where the outcome of the next election will set us in a course of two very different American futures. As a member of my Inner Circle, you'll receive exclusive invitations to join my video conferences with 2020 election updates and my analysis of the upcoming presidential debates. Here's a special offer for my podcast listeners. Join my inner circle today at newtsinnercircle.com. And if you sign up for a one or two year membership, you'll receive a free inner circle challenge coin, exclusive to 500 members only as part of your membership welcome package. And as an inner circle member, you'll receive an invitation to attend my members only event, Live with Newt, a discussion on the vice presidential debate on Thursday, October 8th at 12 p.m and there are many other benefits of membership. Sign up for a one or two year membership today at newtsinnercircle.com. That's newtsinnercircle.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When Trump was running for office, one of the ways he convinced conservatives he was real is he'd released a list of conservatives who he would consider for the Supreme Court. So there was no uncertainty on the part of the American people when they went to vote for Trump that he was, in fact, going to make the courts much more conservative, much more focused on enforcing the Constitution, and dramatically more in the direction of Scalia rather than Ginsburg. Now, Democrats initially tried to argue that it was inappropriate, it was unprecedented, that you shouldn't in the last months of a presidency nominate somebody. And gradually that began to fade as people realized that, in fact, historically, all of the precedents were that a president does serve for four years. And anytime during that four years, they can nominate somebody. And if they nominate somebody and their party controls the Senate, that person's probably going to get through. So as the left began to realize that they really couldn't stop it, a number of Democratic senators began to say publicly, We may slow it down a little bit, but we're not going to stop this. They had to look for a new solution to their problem. And their solution was they would pack the court. That is, if Biden wins and if the Democrats take over the Senate and keep the House, they're going to expand the number of judges from nine to something more like 12 or 15. Now, this actually is proposed by Franklin Delano Roosevelt at the peak of his power. And it should have been kind of a warning to anybody who knew history. When President Roosevelt, who was totally fed up with the conservative Supreme Court, knocking out key parts of the New Deal and blocking the rise of socialism in America by emphasizing the right of private contract and of free markets, after he got reelected in the gigantic landslide in 1936, carrying all the two states, he turned his fury on the court, came up with precisely the idea of packing the court, And with all of his popularity, watch the concept crash and burn, because it turned out that Americans are conservative with a small c about the institutions which have protected them. You would think that the Democrats would sort of vaguely remember that the most popular Democratic president in modern times, even when his party had a huge majority in the House and Senate, Roosevelt couldn't pass packing the court. And the idea gradually began to weigh down Roosevelt. And he ultimately had to abandon it because it was so unpopular. But that doesn't matter. First of all, almost nobody on the left knows any history anyway. And second, they're so desperate to do something to sort of huff and puff and blow the house down that they have to have some emotional response to what is beginning to emerge as a reality. If we're going to play by the rules that have governed the country since the beginning, 
and the Supreme Court is actually going to be a stable institution. Remember that it was stable on the left from the late 1930s because ironically, when Roosevelt backed down and decided he couldn't pack the court, he had so thoroughly scared the court that they began to compromise and accept parts of the New Deal because they just didn't want Roosevelt beating him up anymore. So Roosevelt actually began to move the court and then over the next few years, he had a series of vacancies so he could appoint liberals and he gradually moved the court to the left. Something which was, I think, ultimately really imprinted when Eisenhower appointed Earl Warren, Chief Justice. Warren had been a very liberal governor of California, and Warren turned out to be extraordinarily liberal. And in the court from the 1953 nomination of Warren on was clearly on the left. And by on the left, I mean, when these justices were faced with what they socially believed versus what the Constitution said, they consistently would impose their social beliefs, and they would rewrite the Constitution. As somebody pointed out, we had a permanent constitutional convention in which the switch of one vote created a 5-4 majority to rewrite the Constitution, certainly not something the Founding Fathers had in mind. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Now we're faced with what will be a six to three conservative majority in a court system, by the way, in which Trump, extraordinary leadership from Mitch McConnell in the Senate, will have gotten over 300 judges confirmed, will have switched a whole series of the appeals courts 
from the left back to conservatism. And so you have a really profound shift underway. So the Democrats find themselves in a situation where, because Trump, who's really been very clever about this, has been appointing really young people, you have a whole series of justices who could easily be serving 30 or 40 years from now. Now think about that. That means that you could have some of the Trump justices still on the court in 2060. And of course, people live longer, so it could be even longer than that. The left is now faced with this huge crisis. Biden knows that he doesn't want to campaign in favor of packing the court because he knows how profoundly unpopular it is. On the other hand, the left-wing activists who surround Biden all want to pack the court, and they don't care how unpopular it is. And it was very telling to me that in the first debate, Chris Wallace could not get Biden to flatly say he would oppose packing the court. And the reason was it would enrage his left. We really may face a choice this fall, which is in a way similar to the choice we faced in 16. In 2016, you had in Hillary Clinton a solid liberal with a lifetime record, surrounded by friends who she would have appointed to the court. And had she had the opportunity, she would have, frankly, filled all these vacancies with liberals and guaranteed that for another generation, the court would remain on the left. Trump campaigned openly in favor of a conservative, constitutionally oriented court system that would, in fact, enforce the Constitution, not rewrite it. And the country, by the narrowest of margins in the Electoral College, picked Trump, who then kept his word. Well, now you have this enormous choice. Which court do you want? If you want the court to remain conservative, and if you want the rules of the game to remain stable, then the only candidate you can count on is Trump. On the other hand, if you're willing to see the court radically changed, packed, if you will, by the Democratic Senate, if they win that, and the Democratic House, and by the Democratic president, and then have either three or six, between liberal and radical, jurists appointed, then you go for Biden. And it's going to be that simple. And that's why I think the question, which Supreme Court are we going to have, is really, really vital. And it's not about the confirmation of Judge Barrett and her becoming Justice Barrett. It is about something much deeper. Are we going to have a party in control which believes that the traditional system matters and the traditional system should be protected? Are we going to put a party in control that wants to radically change America and as part of that is willing to dramatically manipulate the Supreme Court? On the next episode of Trump's America, I'm going to be discussing how both candidates plan to rebuild the greatest economy, the one we had back in February. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.